हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट फोर अंडरस्टैंडिंग डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन इन कॉन्टेम्प्रेरी सेटिंग्स एंड आवर टॉपिक इज डोमिनेंस ऑफ ब्यूरोक्रेसी इन ऑर्डर टू एंश्योर इफेक्टिव फंक्शनिंग ऑफ डिसेंट्रलाइजेशन इट बिकम्स इम्पॉर्टेंट टू हैव अव facilitative functional relationship in terms of coordination and cooperation between the elected representatives and the official functionaries but we observe a disturbing trend in a new system the state acts have retained the upper hand of bureaucracy in managing the ruler and urban local affairs and has provided ample scope for the state governments to exercise control supervision power of dissolution and of annulling resolutions the chief executive officer ceo of jila parishad enjoy enormous powers they will not implement any resolution that in their opinion is inconsistent with the respective act actually they enjoy a veto power however in states like karnataka such powers are vested with the higher level panchayats whereas in orissa the status of minister of state and deputy minister has been given to the president and vice president of jila panchayat now let us discuss the point to posting of field staff at gram panchayats so far as the postings of field staff of line development departments at the gram panchayat level is concerned it has been found that most of the states with exception of kerala madhya pradesh and uttar pradesh have made no such provision in kerala madhya pradesh and uttar pradesh the postings of field staff of a number of departments like agriculture animal husbandry health icds etc have been made to gram panchayats gram panchayats in many state either have no staff or have very limited staff except the state of karnataka kerala and west bengal in the states of kerala and madhya pradesh there is one secretary for each gram panchayat while others have one for three to five gram panchayats thus we see that the under the administrative decentralization the planning unit has been partially set up in term of facility for database preparation formulation of planning methodology and the planning process and the training to field officers and staff with regards to transparency it has been ensured by the act and also measures have been taken to ensure its implementation by way of increasing public awareness now let us move to the next point financial decentralization it involves devolving powers with regard to taxation funds expenditure upon local bodies in order to first improve the financial position and then giving them a financial autonomy 
for planning and implementation as per local needs. Devolution of a fund upon panchayats and municipalities by the state is important in order to augment financial capacity of panchayats. In order to provide panchayats and municipalities scope to prepare plans as per local needs and then to make expenditure financial autonomy becomes important. Issues that are studied under this are collection of taxes by local bodies, own income of panchayats and municipalities, devolution of fund by state criteria for inter-panchayats or municipality devolution of funds and expenditure by panchayats or municipality as per local needs. The role of the SFCs are not are also examined. Now let us discuss financial base. So far as the finance of local bodies is concerned in the new system some definite steps have been taken which find expression under the article 243 H, article 243 I and article 243 X which empowers the PRIs and the municipal bodies to levy and collect the taxes. Apart from that, there is also provision for state finance commission at the interval of every five years. The finance commission will recommend to the governor in regard to the financial resources of PRI and municipal bodies which will be an obligatory duty of the state government to implement. It is being felt that by and large there has not been any substantive improvement on the financial side. They have to depend on devolutions and the granting aid from the state governments. Besides, most of the states have not transferred funds for the subjects transferred to the PRI and municipalities. No doubt PRIs and the municipal bodies as mentioned above have been given power to levy and collect taxes but they are incapable of deciding the ratio of taxes and in regard to the collecting authority of such taxes. This is why former Prime Minister Shri Atal Bihari Bajpayee on October 4, 2002 expressed the need for an amendment in the constitution to improve administrative as well as financial power of the PRI and municipal bodies since they have no means of generating their own resources at present. However, it is encouraging to note that most state governments have constituted State Finance Commission SFC and have given notable recommendations especially in case of Kerala, West Bengal and Karnataka. In Kerala, the panchayats get 35 to 40 percent of the total plan expenditure in the form of grant in aid united funds. Since 1996-97, the government has taken bold steps for devolving funds upon Jila Parishad in the lump sum with a formula to further allocate them to three tiers. 
the general category fund is divided among the gram taluk and jila panchayats in order in ratio of 70 ratio 15 ratio 15 respectively in west bengal it is in the ratio 50 ratio 20 ratio 30 in karnataka it is opposite the allocation is in the ratio of 25 ratio 35 ratio 40 thus it becomes clear that the financial autonomy of pri and municipal bodies is restricted only in the state of kerala there is a large degree of autonomy as 40% of funds under general sector 1997 to 1998 were in the united form The states like Gujarat, Karnataka, Madhya Pradesh, and Maharashtra provide substantial funds to Jila Parishad, but even they do not give much scope to panchayats in term of autonomy, as funds are invariably tied to the particular program or scheme. Other states have also devolved a lot of power to the local bodies, but without any funds. now let us move to the next point transferring of mp and mla's area development funds to pri it is quite amusing that on the one hand we are trying to make grassroots democratic institution viable and effective on the other we are creating another center of power at the local level in the name of mps and mla's area development fund we personally feel that the political leadership of the state is apprehensive of the fact that if pris and the municipal bodies are given a free hand the dominance of state leadership will be over accordingly just to maintain their hegemony and dominance the mlas and mps conceived in creating special fund for mlas and mps the mps local area development scheme mplets and the mls fund running into thousands of crores is a betrayal of the local bodies cases of fraud in the schemes implementation has been pointed out by the controller and editor general the cases of fraud have been detected in the states like bihar himachal pradesh karnataka manipur nagaland and west bengal the frauds range from fake entries in the record book to diversion of funds for non development purposes and misuse by the mps the analysis of financial decentralization reveals that none of the states except kerala have tried to place prerequisites for decentralization while operationalizing their respective acts in kerala the funds have been devolved directly upon all three tiers on the whole the analysis of the functioning of decentralization in various states shows that all the states are lagging behind in decentralizing the development system but only in kerala the process of decentralization has got some direction and also has got success in operational terms 
Now, let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.